Hello and welcome to Sticky from the Inside, the employee engagement podcast that looks at how to build stickier, competition-smashing, consistently successful organisations from the inside out. I'm your host, Andy Gorham, and I'm on a mission to help more businesses turn the lights on behind the eyes of their employees, light the fires within them, and create tons more success for everyone. This podcast is for all those who believe that's something worth going after and would like a little help and guidance in achieving that. Each episode, we dive into the topics that can help create what I call stickier businesses, the sort of businesses where people thrive and love to work and where more customers stay with you and recommend you to others because they love what you do and why you do it. So if you want to take the tricky out of being sticky, listen on. Okay then, welcome to the last episode of 2021. What a year it's been. Let's be honest, as a world we've had better periods of time. As a podcast, we've talked to some wonderfully insightful, passionate people across many subjects, all linked to people engagement and workplace culture. We've dropped into innovation, marketing, leadership and storytelling to name a few along the way. It's been great to see the audience grow, but to be honest... It's been really hard going at times. I know there's a message at the end of each episode asking you to like and comment, and I appreciate every single one of you who has done that. Thank you. But if you haven't had a chance yet, please do drop a rating and a comment on your preferred podcast platform. I can't tell you how much it helps. And if you could find just one other person to recommend the show to, that would be awesome too. The more people that listen, the more I can hope we can help them start to have more fulfilling work life just like the rest of us. As is tradition with this podcast, I've given the guests Christmas off, which means in this short episode it's just me, leaving you with a few crumbs of food for thought as we look ahead to the next year. From a podcast perspective, I am so excited as I have a great bunch of guests lined up. We've got business psychologists, TED talkers, successful business owners, authors, coaches and social scientists. I've even got a former federal court trial lawyer coming on, all ready to share their wisdom, points of view and sticky notes for success with you. So please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a single sticky session. But today, today I just want to talk to you about some hopes and thoughts for the future and in particular some of what I think are the keys to long-term sustainable retention of your people and sustainable profit growth. Right now, heavily influenced by the pandemic, but not exclusive to it, people are thinking more about the job they do. I just want to pause here and make a point. If you're sitting here thinking your retention issues are all pandemic-related, honestly, I think you're kidding yourself. Notwithstanding the short-term pingdemic issues, issues of job satisfaction, feeling valued, being paid a fair wage, being engaged in the business you work for, these were things that were always bubbling away under the surface. Engagement figures globally have been pretty stagnant for a couple of decades. It's just that people have had more time to think about what's important to them recently and are now making decisions whereas before they might have just put up with stuff. The Great Resignation, 
side hustles, job switching and job ditching are, in my opinion, some accelerated endgames to stuff that was already there. Some businesses recognise the situation or just thought differently and had done something about it long ago. They turned their attention to nurturing, enabling cultures and a genuine engagement of their people in what they were attempting to do. They found that purpose, that unifying radical that linked and connected the people in the business to the ideals the business was striving for. And they worked hard at hardwiring that belief, drive and consciousness into the way their businesses worked. Many businesses started with that at the heart from day one and have never looked back. Some tried to change and failed and tried again and succeeded or just gave up. The problem was just too big and it overwhelmed them. And others, probably the vast majority of them looking at the numbers, didn't give it anything like the attention it deserved and have and continue to pay the price of that. The price of higher people turnover, of higher recruitment costs, of higher retraining costs, of compromise agreements, disputes, tribunals, mediations. But I'm here to spread the word that it's never too late to change and to remind those who are on this stuff currently to please keep at it. Don't get complacent. Remember, positively, it's a job that never ends. An enabling workplace, culture is like a like a garden. It needs constant tending. There's the basic weeding and watering to be done, new plants and flowers to be accommodated and planted in the right way to set them up for success. There's the removal of older features that have done their job but are now, now no longer needed or relevant. And there's the planning for the years ahead. What will the garden look like in the future? And what does it need to achieve that? But a good gardener keeps on top of all that stuff. So no matter what the weather or the season throws at it, it's always at its best. And all the plants, shrubs, flowers and trees in it grow and continue to thrive in the environment that's been created. Look, I firmly believe the primary route to truly sustainable growth comes down to the strength of the connection you, your brand, or your product or service has with your customers. When they are shopping for the thing you offer, do they think of you first above all others? And why is that? And people people much cleverer than me, earning much higher salaries than me, will come up with a whole bunch of different things and strategies that point to sustainable growth. But for me, especially in the service industry, which is where I spent the majority of my time, it always always comes down to the people who have the direct contact with your customers every day and how much they trust in and believe in the product or service that they are selling. As a marketer in my career, I spent loads of time and money on trying to differentiate my stuff from the competition and communicate that to potential customers in the hope that they'd make a purchase. But for a long time, I never spent anything like that level of investment doing the same thing with the people inside the business. I guess I just assumed that they just had to process the sale. I remember many times sitting at my desk cursing the fact that certain venues or people had chosen not to 
do the promotion or follow the guidance that I'd set. I could still hear myself saying, God, if they'd just do their jobs, we'd be so much more successful. I cringe when I look back at myself now. I wasn't doing my job. As soon as I'd figured out that I needed to do a much better job of talking to, involving and engaging with my colleagues as to why we were doing what we were doing, what the principles behind it were, how we wanted to be seen and help them to see and find their place in contributing to that, the game changed. Finding the connection between what drives the business and what drives the people within the business changes things. Fact. Plus, there is no feeling like it when you see someone's lights go on, when you actually see the penny drop. It's a physical thing. It's almost like they've been pumped up to their full height. There's nearly always a smile and a nod and an energy that accompanies that moment too. But finding this connection takes more than telling them a story, although, to be fair, that is part of it. As you may know, I'm a volunteer for an organisation called Engage for Success. It's a voluntary movement who seek to help create more businesses where people are engaged and can thrive. I've mentioned them a few times during the show. But the whole movement is focused behind four proven enablers of engagement that came out of the McLeod Report some 10 years ago. These same enablers are as relevant today as they were 10 years ago. And these four things are the starting blocks for how you can establish, nurture and grow an engaging working environment where people really do thrive. So just for once, I'd like to take the time to go over them one by one because these are the absolute foundation stones for engagement and are some of the bedrock tenets behind the Sticky from the Inside podcast. These are how you begin to build that most vital of all ingredients in business who have great cultures and high levels of engagement. Trust. The first enabler is strategic narrative. This is the authentic and honest story you tell of the business's past, present and future. It's strategic in nature as it needs to give clear direction and show where your organisation is changing or responding to changes in the external environment. When telling this story, you need to show what will be different, how it will impact your people and how they will know that the change has been successful. You have to make sure to show your people the landscape around them and the horizon in front of them. Help them picture themselves in that new landscape. Keep it structured and pithy so that you and they can remember and tell it repeatedly and easily. But don't forget that it is a story with a beginning, a middle and a future. It's not your personal story, but it's that of the organisation and the people in it. And so it needs to be a story with a clear message and purpose. A story that helps Your people feel they belong in the organisation and it makes them want to stay. A story that involves your people in the next chapter. A story that brings meaning and purpose to people's working lives. So that story needs to be compelling, authentic and somehow personal to them and be repeatedly told and referred to by visible, empowering leaders 
right throughout the business. So people see commitment and consistency and understand its importance so that they tell the story to others by themselves. The second is engaging managers. And this is a need to have leaders, managers, people who will and are equipped to take the time to really get to know their people as individuals and who are capable of creating a proper sense of team. They need to climb right into that Lencioni pyramid and foster mutual trust and respect. In episode 9, I spoke to the brilliant Zach Mercurio, who told a story that emerged whilst researching the topics of mattering and significance. If you remember, during his research, he came across a team who could not speak highly enough of their manager. She was always there for them. She had their back. She pushed them to achieve. And they felt she really knew them. They were a really engaged and highly productive team. And Zach felt compelled to meet this lady. And when he sat down with her to find out how she'd been so successful at engaging her team and creating such a bond with them, she was almost embarrassed to reveal her secret. She reached into her handbag and pulled out a notebook, a well-used notebook. She said, I wanted to get to really know my team, as I know how important this is, but I have a terrible memory. So whenever I had a conversation with them about home or personal life or their family, I just made a little note in my book. Then, the next time I had a conversation with them, I could check in with them to see how their wife's operation had gone, or whether Tommy and his exams had gone well. I didn't need to use it that often now but it just got me into the habit of talking to the team and really getting to know them now i love this story and this for me is exactly what we mean by engaging managers because it shows that the simplest things can make a huge impact in this area i've worked with manufacturers in factories and the difference we saw in engagement just from encouraging the office managers to walk the floor and start to chat to and get to know the operatives was huge. Do not underestimate the power of making someone feel like they matter. Everyone likes to feel significant and seen, yet not everyone is. But engaging managers are not just there for the nice things. They need to be able to manage the paradoxes of giving people focus and scope to support and stretch. They don't ever walk on by poor practice or behaviour. They offer feedback in the moment with candor and empathy, always, always coming from a good place, from from wanting and needing the employee to grow and develop. Humans have an innate need to help others. But when we sense that someone doesn't need our help, we instinctively disengage and move on to support someone that does. Now, if you're a manager that shows they don't need help, don't be surprised if you have low levels of engagement. Engaging managers ask for help when they need it. They involve their people. They are comfortable in saying that they don't have all the answers and they benefit from doing so. Now, the third enabler is employee voice. This is about recognising that communication in a business is a two-way thing. This is about making employees feel like they have a voice, that their opinions and views matter on how their job is done, to the way that the business works, or 
being given the opportunity to share their ideas on how improvements can be made. Now, whilst an employee survey used correctly is a great thing, this is way more than sending out an annual survey. This is about having a consistent and constant conversation. And if you're going to give them a voice, you have to listen. And things have to be seen to be happening, or at least help people understand why they might not be. Encouraging and reinforcing the point that employees have a voice in the business can start from day one. Whenever I'm working with a client to build an onboarding or induction program, I always, always encourage them to include a request or invitation from their CEO or MD at the top of the business to all new employees to feed back directly to them over the course of their first 90 days on how the promise matches up to the reality. Those first 90 days for a business are a gift. That employee has no baggage and hasn't been sucked into any of the rituals or behaviours all businesses have. They are a fresh look at what it's really like to be part of that company and so can offer clean insight into what's working and what isn't. Allowing the business to take action to accentuate and celebrate the good and improve the bad. This one action also sets the tone and sends the message that having a voice is encouraged and needed in this place. Ultimately, it shows people a part of the solution, not a problem to sort. And the fourth and final enabler is organisational integrity. This is all about the state of the say-do gap in your business. As I always say, how are the values on the mouse mat and the wall mural reflected in the mindset, attitude and behaviours of everyone in the business? Does the company have a set of values that adds value to employees and helps achieve its objectives? Do they act as a guide to the way we should all behave to reach those objectives and succeed? But also, and this always sounds daft when I speak to people about it, but you have to choose values that work for your organisation. They should be your own. They should sound like you, come from you, and not be pinched or borrowed from someone else. It's frankly the biggest mistake I see when I help businesses pull this sort of stuff together. That, and then trying to force scripted central behaviours on employees. I still don't know too many adults who like being told how to behave. So let them use the values you create to shape their own behaviours and commit to them. You'll get far more ownership that way. Companies with high engagement have a consistent attitude to the importance of these tenets. They don't make allowances. Action is taken when the values are not displayed, as well as celebrated when they're evidenced. The quickest way to undermine the benefit your values can bring is to show that they're not that important, really, by allowing anti-value behaviour to go unchecked. It sends a message to everyone that they're just words on pieces of paper and not anything of value. It also undermines the trust employees have in the company, individuals, and the messages they get put out. In companies with high engagement and high levels of organisational integrity, these things are measured and talked about with the same excitement and rigour as the financial and other tangible measures. It's not a part-time, one-off message either. This job isn't done after a rousing launch. It's a constant, 
long-term commitment if you want them to live and breathe in your organization and for everyone to get the associated benefits. So these are the four enablers of engagement. And the funny thing is, far too often when I speak to people or businesses about them, I'll get loads of nods and then someone will pipe up. Yep, we do all that already. But the sad reality is that the view that's held around the board table isn't usually the view that's shared on the floor. There's a difference about ticking these four boxes and really using them to find, explore and develop the connection between the drivers of the business and the drivers of the people within it. And these are just the start of it. But rather than be complacent about it or daunted by the scale of it, Start with a simple promise versus reality conversation with your people. You may be surprised at the answers. Now, as we look ahead to next year and say goodbye to the last, my hope is that more of us in business ride this bow wave of humanity that has come in on the back of the pandemic and combine tools just like the four enablers with a focus on building and training the human skills of management and leadership that are needed to create the kind of working environments where everyone, and I mean everyone, has the chance to be at their best every day and get to enjoy, and who knows, even love what they do and why they do it. My guest and I will be back in the new year to give you more food for thought in an attempt to get more people feeling fulfilled at work and really connected to what they do. If there's a topic you'd like discussed, or someone you think I should try and get on the show, please drop me a line on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or via a comment on your podcast platform of choice, and I'll do my very best to sort it out for next year. Until then, stay safe and happy, and I'll see you on the other side. So, that concludes today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it, found it interesting, and heard something maybe that will help you become a stickier, more successful business from the inside going forward. If you have, please like, comment and subscribe. It really helps. I'm Andy Gorham, and you've been listening to the Sticky from the Inside podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.